Facebook launches Messenger Rooms, Alphabet reports Tale of Two Quarters, Facebook reports strong Q1 and pessimism, and Twitter earnings show trouble ahead. It's Monday, May 4th, 2020. All that's coming up along with the week's news quick hits on episode 405 of Brave Ad World. New consumers, new media, new strategies. This is Brave Ad World. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 405 of Brave Ad World, the official podcast of BraveAdWorld.com, which combines actual insights with some of the latest headlines in social media and digital marketing news. Every week or close to it, I take the top stories, provide a recap, and then share insights as to what those stories might mean to us as marketers. My name is Taylor Wigert, and it was earnings week this week, so lots of earnings to get through. Um, It's especially interesting at this time that we're in, so that's what I'm going to be diving into. But first, let's talk about Facebook and Messenger Room. So if something's hot, you better believe Facebook's going to do what it can to copy it. Its latest targets are Zoom and House Party. So Facebook, they just launched what's called Messenger Rooms. This is a new video calling platform. It allows users to chat with up to 50 people at once. So up until now, the limit for Facebook video calls, it was eight. So this puts it right in between house parties, maximum of eight and Zoom's maximum of 100. But unlike Zoom calls with 50 people, they don't have a time limit. Unlike Zoom's maximum of 40 minutes for 100 people in its free version. So while doing this, Facebook also announced that it's it's adding video chats to its Facebook dating service. So Video is everywhere. So Facebook's, I mean, they're just jumping in at a time when Zoom and House Party, they've pretty much taken the internet by storm. Zoom, however, it has been hit with one security issue after the next. And while it's tried to play catch up, room for alternatives, it has been created. And that's where Facebook comes in. But thinking about this, Facebook isn't exactly a shining example of security and privacy. It's it's ha- it's used its portals video chat platform to collect info for ads after saying it wasn't doing that. It's also worth noting that Messenger Rooms does not have end-to-end encryption, one of Zoom's major critiques. So Facebook's entering the space, but it's not quite an honest the honest broker that we hoped for. Still, Facebook has the scale to get a lot of traction and become a very viable competitor. And as Facebook prepares for things moving forward, you can be sure that monetization of video chats won't be far behind. But what's also interesting about what Facebook's doing here is they could be positioning themselves for even more uh, scrutiny for antitrust violations. So they could be like, if they just copy and paste every single platform that's out there, they are positioning themselves as being anti-competitive. So that's going to be something that's interesting to watch. Probably once this whole pandemic thing is behind us, I don't see much thing much moving forward from a regulation standpoint. But Facebook, this is going to be an argument for antitrust. All right, let's talk next about Alphabet because Alphabet they reported their earnings this week, and as CEO Sundar Pichai described it. It was, quote, a tale of two quarters, unquote. Ad revenue, it was strong for January and February. 
before March brought things to a slowdown. Revenue was actually up 13% year over year and search specifically was up 8%. They saw search activity increase as the COVID-19 outbreak made its way to the United States, but those searches were not commerce related and that's key. YouTube also, they actually fared pretty well, generating $4 billion, up 33%. Unlike search, it actually saw revenue grow in March, driven by direct response ads. There wasn't much surprise in Alphabet's report. The latter third of Q1, it was expected to be tough, and Alphabet predicts Q2 to be difficult as well. That being said, Alphabet is is seeing what it calls, quote, early signs of recovery in commercial search behaviors, unquote, early early in Q2. So as far as Alphabet's concerned, like they're really uh, positioning themselves as communicating cautious optimism. That's pretty much their narrative. And we're going to see a lot of that moving forward. Uh, Speaking of which, let's talk about Facebook because Facebook, they were a little bit more pessimistic. Facebook ad revenue rose 17% year over year in Q1, but that was tempered with a flat first three weeks in April. Q1 success, it sent shares up 10% in after hours trading. It also announced that it has 2.99 billion users very close to $3 billion, which is incredible. CEO Mark Zuckerberg, he was not bullish on things, though. He noted strong concern over the economic fallout of the pandemic, including concerns that reopening too early will, quote, almost guarantee future outbreaks and worse long-term health and economic outcomes, unquote. Facebook seeing its growth stall in the second quarter. So, as you can hear from Mark Zuckerberg, he's pretty concerned about opening things up too early. One thing it did point out was April's looking more promising than not with stabilizations in ad revenue. Facebook's flat kickoff to Q2, however, it shows that the current quarter, it's going to be tough, especially when it comes to retaining its momentum. All of that being said, though, Facebook and other tech players, they've seen major spikes in usage over recent weeks. And if Facebook is able to convert that usage into long-term revenue, it, it may come out of this stronger than ever. And whether or not that's a good thing, I think that, again, to my comments earlier about being so big, almost too big, that's that's up to you to decide. All right, let's talk next about Twitter. So Twitter's earnings followed a similar trajectory to that of Facebook. Users were up 166 million daily users in Q1 of 2020. It was actually the largest usage growth that Twitter's ever reported year over year. And that success was met, was met however, with significant decline in revenue. That dropped 27% in March, causing Twitter to actually miss expectations and post its first loss in almost three years. The narrative, it's familiar. January through early March, right on track. Then the global pandemic sent March into a spiral. Twitter's big difference from Snap, which I talked about last week, and Facebook this week, is it didn't see any revenue growth in the slowdown. And that means Q2 could be even more uncertain for it than its peers, putting CEO Jack Dorsey in even more of a hot seat than he has been. So Twitter, usage is up. Revenue is down the next quarter. It's going to be all about how Twitter can take its increase in usage and turn it into revenue for the company. It has the people. The question is whether or not it has the advertisers to monetize those people. All right, that's it for the week's main story. So now I'm going to dive into the news quick hits 
or I'm going to hit other stories that happened this week at a high level that I didn't discuss earlier. So Twitter, they are testing what may be a handy feature to allow users to see all of a tweet's retweets that include a comment. Users have been able to do this before, but it was through workarounds as Twitter offered no official means of viewing all retweets with a comment. Snapchat introduced a new ad offering called First Commercial. This places a brand's message as as the first ad users see over the course of 24 hours across the platform. These are unskippable six-second ads intended to help advertisers looking for reach. Facebook shared that it will soon be adding a new option for live streams of events to charge for admission. Details are slim at the moment, but things like online performances, classes, and conferences, they could soon come with a price tag. Marco Polo wants some cash. The video chat app that has gained traction in the face of social distancing is rolling out a premium product today for $5 per month with an annual commitment or $10 per month if paid monthly. The premium option, it gives users access to HD video, custom emojis, and and other features. It's meant to help Marco Polo support its increased demand and related server support. Google, they're going after Zoom as well by making their premium video conferencing software, Google Meet, free for everyone. Up until now, Meet was actually just part of Google's G Suite offering, which starts at $6 per month per user, but Meet now can be accessed by anyone with a Google account. It does add, however, that free users will have their calls limited to 60 minutes. So just like Facebook, they see what Zoom's doing and they want in on it. Amazon has secured exclusive rights to some live NFL games for the first time ever. Amazon will get a select Saturday game late in 2020 season, as well as an exclusive game in 2021 and 2022. This is all in addition to Amazon's non-exclusive rights to 12 Thursday night football games through 2022. The move, it's small, but it's pretty significant in the tech company's efforts to secure NFL content. Reddit, they had a tough week. They started incorporating a new chat chat room tool called Start Chatting. The feature, it sorted users into small private group chats with other followers of of a subreddit. The intent was to create closer connections between Reddit users, but the rollout was pretty botched. The feature had no way for communities to opt out of the feature, and moderators, they've been unable to moderate, so trolls almost immediately started abusing the new feature, so Reddit has since rolled it back. Quite the week. TikTok is testing a new ad unit that lets content creators add CTAs to their videos that link to advertisers' websites. The ad revenue from the program is split between TikTok and creators. The move shows that TikTok sees sees two opportunities. First, it has the opportunity to do more with content creators. And second, direct response ads have the potential to make it more than just a brand building platform. And lastly, Microsoft reported that LinkedIn now has 690 million users, up from 675 million in just January. It also noted that usage is up 26% in Q1, but that engagement is continuing to be high amid COVID-19 lockdowns. Revenue, it's up 21%, but it is, like many platforms, seeing a slowdown in advertiser demand. All right, that's it for episode 405 of Brave Ad World. Earnings week. Before I let you go, I do want to hear from you. Send questions, send comments. Let me know what you like. Let me know what you don't like to braveadworld at gmail.com. And if you get a chance, please rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or your platform of choice. It helps me know what you think and it helps others find the podcast. 
I can be found on Twitter at T Wickert. That's T-W-I-E-G-E-R-T. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great week. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Thanks for listening. For more, check out braveadworld.com.